Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks, wherever the heck in the world you are. It is the one and only V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, El Cuco himself, CJ, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast is coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? He's working the flux capacitors and the dilithium crystals all at the same time with one hand tied behind his back. Check out our paid sponsors, MyCBDEdibles.com, MyCBDEdibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. It is the place for delectable treats. And, folks, the reason why it is high quality is because it's 99.997% pure CBD isolate, the best, purest form, pharmaceutical grade. Make sure you go check it out. Get yourself an order. The 20% discount code is still running uh, for the remainder of this week. Type in Rogue at checkout and get 20% off. Take advantage of it. It's the best way to supplement your CBD in the most delicious and delectable of ways. And also check out... All of our platforms, the links are in the description box. And make sure you go to Rogue News. Rogue News is the nexus, the central point of narrating the collapse of the unipolar world. And as we move into the multipolar world and we see all the birth pangs that are happening all over, whether the flare-ups in the Middle East, the situation in Eastern Europe, or the very situation here in Exceptional Stan. You know, we are going to narrate it and detail it for you all. And with that being said, Siege, what is going on, my friend? There is lots happening in the world. The empire of chaos is moving. It's on the move. Indeed. Indeed. Good morning, um, V. And then also want to welcome all of our friends in the in the chat room. I, I love the fact that I can schedule the show and literally within like three minutes, people are like, first, I'm here. It's kind of a, a kind of hangout in there. So I, I love that. So, you know, I, I appreciate it. But you're right. The last 24-hour news cycle has just been intense. Um, and I think it's revealing that major cracks are occurring be in the multipolar world alignment, uh, whether it's geoeconomic, uh, geopolitical. Uh, things are unraveling, you know, and unfortunately. I don't, I don't think there's any other way to, to, to spin it. <laughs> Uh, especially when we witness what's happening here in the U.S. and and then not only that, but also in the in the Middle East. So, um, 
you, let, let's roll with it wherever you want to go, uh, bro. We can we can hit it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we'll start with the Middle East. Uh, then we can get into the the shortages that are uh, that's basically a daily occurrence here in the United States. It's like, it's like we're a damn third world country. Uh, next, you know, we're gonna have like uh, rolling brownouts and blackouts as uh, you know we're gonna be rationing electricity pretty soon. Um. Anyway, let's get into it. The, the exceptional stand, the Empire of Chaos, is on the move because the Empire of Chaos is being checkmated everywhere it goes. Okay. Um, I want to touch base on the Middle East because for the last several, several years, at least until 2008, there's been a, a, a serious fetish, a serious longing, uh, a, a lustful yearn amongst the American intelligentsia as well as the military hacks, the idiots that run the military incompetent complex, to get into a ground war in Lebanon alongside with Israel to get rid of Hezbollah. Okay, For those that don't know, Hezbollah is not a terrorist organization. Contrary to the popular mythology put out by the unipolar West, specifically exceptional Stan, Hezbollah is not a terrorist far fanatical Islamic organization that blows up things. Okay, it's not it. That's going to be Hamas, which is a, a Mossad CIA creation. But what Hezbollah is, is a political party. And uh, if you th- when you look at Lebanon, and most people don't see that. I remember I played a, a video clip um, maybe a year ago about, you know, Lebanon and Lebanon lifestyle. Folks, you get you go to Lebanon, there's bars. If you want to go get a drink, you go get a martini, or you want to go get a tequila and sit down. If El Cuco were to land in Lebanon, in Beirut tomorrow, El Cuco will find that there's a steady stream of tequila there. Okay. If <laughs> Gus were to land in Beirut tomorrow, he will find that there's a bevy of beautiful women there. And there's pools and, 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 and mini skirts and bikinis, all that other stuff that people in the West would, 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 would ascribe to a liberal culture. That's there. So do you understand the mind, the, how this screws with your mind, the mind F that this is for most Westerners? Wait a minute. Hezbollah. The, the associate Hezbollah, like it's the Taliban. Oh, my God, Hezbollah. Oh, my God, Lebanon's a Muslim country. Oh, my God. And yet you have Muslims and Christians living together. Okay? Is it perfect? No. But... There's no problem. There's no big beef there, right? And all of a sudden, in the last several months ago, about a year ago, Lebanese currency starts getting attacked. The Lebanese Central Bank has all sorts of mishaps, which are because they're in the back pocket of the City of London Corporation. And then you have this penchant from the U.S. The U.S. wants to go in and they want to, they want to remove the Hezbollah, blah, blah, blah. Folks, let me explain something to you. Not only is Hezbollah a political organization, Hezbollah, is probably the most experienced guerrilla fighting force in the entire world. They are badass. And I'm not going to tell you stories of how a, a group of seven to nine Hezbollah fighters kept two Israeli brigades at bay during Operation Cast Lead back in 2007 or eight, I think it was. I think it's 2006, Operation Cast Lead. My memory fails me. But now you have, so the reason why I say that is this. You have a lot of heat that's been turning on in Lebanon. The currency situation there, the economic situation there, the shortages. Now, people don't understand. The attack on Syria, when you begin to dilapidate Syria's economy, when you begin to hit Syria with sanctions, starving out its people, this is siege warfare, follow me. 
Work with me on this. It's siege warfare when you do sanctions. Syria's big trading partner happens to be Lebanon. Lebanon buys a lot of food and other staples from Syria, as well as fuel. Lebanon is also hurting. Their economy is interlinked. They're also hurting. You cannot have a regional economy that's right next to you, and that economy hurts and suffering, and you not being suffering alongside with it. And that's what's been happening in Lebanon. On top of which, on top of which, what's happening there, you have also the situation that is happening with its currency. Its currency is collapsing at the same time. So it's a two-pronged attack. You see, exceptional stand figures, it, be, you know, it being the lords of chaos, they're going to somehow stir up some trouble over there. And now, hot on the heels of all of this happening in the background, you have a flare-up. Right after Ramadan, the, fa- you know, the fasting of Ramadan is over. Now there is an absolute bedlam in Israel between the Israelis and the Palestinians. They're, they're shooting rockets at each other. Uh, I, you know, 40 rockets landed in from Lebanon, uh, I'm sorry, from uh, from um, Gaza, shot into Israel. And then the, then the Israelis, of course, they have their response, right? And 43 kids, children have been killed or maimed or hurt, completely heavy-handed. It, it, it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy, Okay. And this is the situation on the ground, and it seems as if exceptional stuff, if it can't get its war going somewhere, if it can't create chaos somewhere, like, for instance, the Russians gut-checked them in Ukraine. Siege, I pulled up. Let me just pull this up. Hold on. I just pulled up the United States and uh, the, the, uh, on the State Department website. Let me, I'll send you the link and put it in the uh, chat between you and I. So this way you have it. Um, here, Siege. Okay, you, you pull that up. It is the whole entire thing. The United States and Ukraine strategic partners. Okay? This is from the U.S. State Department. And you read through it, and this is from Anthony Blinken, who blinked. Blinken, Blinken. He blinked in Alaska with the Chinese. He's blinked again in the Ukraine. As a long-standing thing, U- U.S.-Ukraine relations, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. You could read through it on your own accord. But what is the surmise? What is the, what is the, 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 the summary of it, of it all? The U.S. will not help Ukraine if it goes to war with Russia. It ain't going to. Because they realize they're completely outmatched, outgunned. And that's why their whole thing was just simply defend Ukraine. It, there's going to be no... They're, they're, now they're backtracking heavily off of it. They're backtracking heavily off of it. After the Russians flexed on them, right on the border, they're backing off. But as soon as they back off of Ukraine, now look at, all of a sudden, the Middle East is flaring up again. You see, it's coincidence? No, it's not coincidence. The only thing that's missing in this pot right now, CJ, is for another uh, protest, organic protest to happen in Hong Kong. That's going to be the next thing. But you see, quickly, as soon as they get off the whole Ukraine bit that they've been building up for weeks, now all of a sudden, here it comes. You have an embattled prime minister, Netanyahu. He's freaking nuts. 
He should be removed. He's a war criminal. And you have this fermentation, a heavy-handed response that does nothing but but embolden the hatred, the separation, the, 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 the issues and the problems. And you got two pawns on both sides, the Palestinians who are being manipulated and pawned and played, and the Israelis who are being manipulated, pawned and played. So the angle becomes, at what point does this exceptional stand come in? They're already there. They're trying to make the situation worse. Anything they can do to, to mess up the Belt and Road Initiative they're, they're doing, anything they can do to mess up the multipolar world, they are actively involved and engaged in. Anything they can do to destroy the living standards of a human being anywhere on the planet, they are all for it. If it's bloodshed, Hey, sign them up. If it's children starving to death in the most painful, most heinous of ways, start, uh, sign them up. They're there. Anything that they can do to expand human suffering on the globe, exceptional stand, is there. It's there. And when you look at what's happening in the Middle East, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's going to be a zero-sum game. For exceptional stand, because they're not going to win. The recent vaporization of of exceptional stands assets, it's terrorist forces. Now, all of a sudden, there's the U.S. out there. Look, Al-Qaeda is an ally now in Syria. That was a week before the Russians vaporized them. Now the world can see. Most Americans can't see, but the world can see that the only active terrorist organizations and groups are those that are in U.S.-controlled territories. My, 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 my. How funny is that? So exceptional stand, what it's done to Ukraine, what it's doing to Israel is going to be the same thing that's done to Australia. They won't help you. Israel starting to foment us out. We're going to have the Americans backing us up, and they'll do what we say, and because we were allies, and blah, 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 blah. It's going to end terribly for Israel if they don't knock it off. They need to understand that exceptional stand can't help nobody. Exceptional stand expects every other country in the world, their quote-unquote allies, to fall on the sword for them. Look at what's happening in New Zealand and Australia. You got Ardennes. The Prime Minister of New Zealand, she is treading very softly and speaking very softly and carrying a very small stick because she does not, she's like, well, you know, exceptional standing, you know, well, we can still be friends, but I don't know if I want to go ahead and, um, and anger the Chinese and, you know, and kill our trade and economy in the process. You got the dumb Aussies, or the Australians who have swallowed the liberal bullshit lie. You got the Aussies out there saying, oh, you know, we're going to be tough on that. It's an inevitable war. It's an inevitable war. And China's like, oh, yeah, it's an inevitable war. Okay. And Australia's getting bald. It's feeling its, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's feeling its balls all of a sudden. It's tiny, shriveled up, raisin-like testicles that Australia has. It's trying to feel them all of a sudden. Yes, he feels these two little raisins, you know, just sloshing around in like a tin can. It's got, it thinks it's got some balls. Americans, crikey, Mike, the Americans are backing us up. 
We're going to go there. We're going to test those chinks. We're going to tell them exactly what they can stake at night. And now they realize, holy shit, the Americans don't have our back. Ding, 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 ding. The Americans don't have your back. And you're, you're being economically bent over because you realize you're about to fall on a sword for an ally who don't give a rat's ass about you. You see, Exceptional Stan will fight their enemy to the last ally. Exceptional Stan will fight Russia to the last Ukrainian. Exceptional Stan will fight China to the last Australian. Exceptional Stan will fight Syria and create havoc in the Middle East to the last Israeli and, and the Saudi Arabian. But even now, guess what happened in the blow to Exceptional Stan? What happened? And isn't it funny that the, the, the turmoil is happening in Israel and in Lebanon when last week, who, who met up last week, Siege? It was the intelligence head of Saudi Arabia yep. who met with the intelligence head of Syria. He said, hey, man, you know, we kind of see what Exceptional Stan is doing. It's a zero-sum game, and uh, we don't want any part in it. Let's mend the britches here. Who brokered that deal? Who got who got who got the Saudis to sit down with the Syrians? Hmm. Would it possibly be the leader of the free world? Would it possibly be Vladimir Putin? You better bet your bottom dollar. Because it ain't Donald Trump, buddy. Because there's some still people thinking out there that Trump's still calling the shots and <laughs> from Cheyenne Mountain deep inside NORAD. Okay, sure. It ain't Joe Biden. It ain't hiding Biden, the cardboard cutout in chief. It ain't him. It ain't blinking, blinking. Nope. It ain't him. It ain't cookies, milk and cookies, Newland. Nope. It ain't her. It's Vlad. As well as the Chinese. This Middle Eastern situation is going to be another flare up in a, in a stupid attempt, a failed attempt to create a larger regional conflagration. It's not going to work. Seed, your thoughts? Yeah, V, it's you know, very well said, by the way. I completely agree. It's, it's important that we recognize also the, uh, the, the, the major difference between the two you know, administrations. Uh, with, with Trump and his foreign policy, he was very pro-Israel. Uh, he reinstituted the goal for the Temple Mount, uh, that hey, that was that was you know part of the plan and everything that was implemented uh, with Israel, and now you have a situation where Israel is kind of seeing the writing on the wall in regards to uh, Joe Biden and his administration, and the fact that they are willing to uh, reengage uh, with Iran and and the discussions there. But in terms of of who's heading up and who's monitoring the foreign policy, it's it, I I think it's a clear sign uh, just of how cluster of a of a messed up it is yep. and uh syrian girl I, I messaged her to see if we could get her on for for an interview i'd like to have her back on to kind of uh, discuss the situation with this but this was the state department yesterday uh v as it relates to the palestinians and their right to uh to basically for self uh defense in regards to what's what's transpiring and and, and listen to this he refuses to really answer any of the any of the questions we're speaking of the principle of self-defense. Uh, we you know, certainly. I'm asking if you think that the principle of self-defense applies to the retaliatory the, the, the airstrikes that they're conducting in response. Matt, this to is the... a very fluid situation. I, I would hesitate to uh, comment on. It, it, it's fluid, like this asshole's gender. Fire that uh, is clearly targeting innocent civilians uh, in Israel. So I would hesitate to 
speak to specific operations um, that have just occurred. But the broader principle of self-defense is something um, we uh, uh, we stand by uh, on behalf of Israel yeah, and every other country. Do you think that a Israeli military response to the rockets coming in, it, it, that a, a military response to the rockets coming in is covered by this broader rubric of self-defense, right? Uh, self, self-defense often does uh, uh, authorize the use of force. This, I want to ask you about East Jerusalem, but to talk about what you said about the principle of self-defense. Does that in any way apply to the Palestinians? Do they have a right to self-defense? Do Palestinians have a right to self-defense? I'm in broadly speaking, Saeed, uh, we believe in the concept of self-defense. We believe it applies uh, to any state. I don't think that, I certainly wouldn't want uh, my words to be construed as- I understand. I I want to ask you, I don't want to harp on this either, but you know, the Israelis killed 13 people just now, you know, including maybe five or six children. Do you condemn that? Do you condemn the killing of children? Said, uh, I'm asking, do you condemn the killing of Palestinian children? Obviously, uh, and these reports are just emerging, uh, and I understand, I was just speaking to the team, I understand we don't have independent confirmation of facts on the ground yet, so I'm very hesitant uh, to get into reports that are just emerging. Uh, Obviously, the deaths of civilians, uh, be they Israeli or Palestinians, are something we would take very seriously. You're going to know as soon as... Oh, dear Lord. So obviously, you know, they can't uh, state in in clear terms of, of, of what's happening or being... Uh, forthcoming in regards to it, V, uh, and 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 let's keep in mind in regards to you know how many times V did we witness uh, Israeli airstrikes in Syria, uh, unprovoked airstrikes that to literally less than a week ago uh, continued, and where was that ever condemned by the U.S. State Department? It never it never was, and and so you know you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't be uh, pro Israel uh, and 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 pro you know, hey, they have the rights and everything, but yet you can't uh, condemn for the actions that are occurring. Um, you know, this is a flare-up. It's not the first time uh, that it's happened. Via it'll just be interesting again to to monitor and see uh, what happens. And and Netanyahu has basically already told uh, the state the State Department, U.S. that hey, you know what, mind your own business, don't don't get involved. So again, just the huge contrast between the two administrations and how this situation is being managed. It's um. Uh, pretty revealing. Uh, you know, and this is the problem. When you look at exceptional stand, every, every single politician, every single cabinet member, and every single uh, uh, assistant and and and, 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 and and department head, these are all people with humanities degrees, law degrees, or sociology degrees. They are so in over their head. And even those with some any sort of geostrategic background, they, they've been schooled under the tutelage of various think tanks and that's a euphemism right there. Think tank. What a fucking euphemism that is. Think tank. And these think tanks, there's not, there's not much thinking because, it, again, it's mostly morons with dubious political science degrees. None of them are real engineers, scientists who understand the, the things that they're asking for, understand the application of the weapon systems that they're, that they're pining for. They have no fucking clue. So you have this 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 tripe, this 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 cowardly tripe in a suit, and like what somebody said in the um, in the live chat, word salad. He's absolutely right. Word salad. It was just mumbling. Do, do you do you condemn the killing of children of Palestinian children? The answer should be yes. It should stop. 
Because you cannot equate a Katushka rocket supposedly shot out of Palestine, okay, Katushka rockets, which really doesn't kill anybody, right, to Hellfire missile strikes. There's no comparison. There's no comparison between Katushka rockets and using white phosphorus. And I've, and I've seen the whole white phosphorus, and I've seen the sickos who would put up lawn chairs and watch Palestinian villages being bombed with white phosphorus, which burns through the roof, it burns through the floor of the house, it burns all the way to the basement, killing everybody in the house. It's banned under the Geneva War Convention. You're not supposed to use white phosphorus in populated areas, but Israel does it anyway because exceptional stand covers for it. Nobody puts them to task. You cannot equate Katushka rockets to depleted uranium rounds, creating birth defects for hundreds, if not thousands of years within the, re within the region. You can't be doing this shit. It's illegal. These are war crimes. These are war crimes. But they dehumanize the, the, the population. Now, the idiots here in the BLM will talk about it. There's a genocide going here. If you want to genocide BLM, start picketing outside of Planned Parenthood where the majority of them are in black neighborhoods slaughtering black children. And there are other people thinking that, oh, my God, there's a... There's a genocide happening here. Let me explain to you what a genocide is. If you look at the, the, the Palestinian and Israeli map over the last several decades, you want to talk genocide. Here it is. And you see the diminishment of the population of the Arabs that live there, who've been there forever. And the bullshit lie told to you, because exceptional Zan will tell you, uh, you know, prior, prior to the right of return, whose right to return? Oh, you mean a divine right. Okay. Well, the fathers of Zionism were atheists. Explain that to me, Batman. And then, oh, the right of return. Okay, fine. The exceptional stand of the bullshit idiots in the West, concocted by the City of London Corporation, their story that they told you about Israel, which is, there was nothing in Israel when you went to uh, 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 Haifa and, and Tel Aviv and uh, and you went to uh, all the places that are in Israel. There, there was nothing there. The land was desolate until the Jews right of return. And then all of a sudden, the Lord Almighty opened the, the, the windows of heaven. And out came the mighty rains. Uh, and the rains fell upon the land. And infrastructure in the cities began to be built. Yes, Lord. And, uh, and then thus saith the Lord, Come out, my people, uh, and build the great cities of Israel. Hallelujah. Haka Messiah, here come a Honda. There goes Chevy. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> and in reality, is I, have, I have photos of Tel Aviv and Haifa and whatnot from the 1920s. 1910, 1920, 1933, 1940. Beautiful cities. Beautiful cities with the native Arab population that went there. You know what the hell Israel really is? I'll explain to you what Israel really is. It's a European colonization project that backfired. <laughs> okay? Because the natives decided to fight back. Okay? Shlomo Sands. Shlomo Sands. Jewish scholar from Tel Aviv University wrote a book, uh, Who Are the Jews? And he himself is a Khazarian, you know, Eastern European uh, descent. 
And when they did the genetic tests, 90 some odd percent, I think it was like 95, 90% of the, uh, those who claim to be Jews have no blood or historical lineage to that land. See, can you imagine at the end of the American Civil War, a whole bunch of white folk from South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi got onto a boat, went over to, um, to uh, uh, the, the Horn of Africa and said, we are the rightful people of this land. God told us in a dream that this is the, the right of return. We are the native Africans. <laughs> people look at you like you're crazy. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But that's the real thing. And then some people might find that offensive, that what I just said about Israel. That's okay. You can be offended. But the facts are the facts. Don't care about your feelings. Now, I have Jewish friends, and I have you know Arab friends, and I have a lot of Israeli friends, and they know how where I stand. And they're like, you know what, V, you're right. And I'm not trying to belabor the fact that the, this past exists. What needs to be done is the bullshit needs to stop. And the only thing that can fix the bullshit in the country is when strong economics comes into play. Because, you know, then when the economics comes into play and you got these sycophant psychos that are in Israel, in the government, the same deep state is working there. When you get that deep state removed and all of a sudden the Palestinian kid, I'm hoping and praying one day in the future that the Palestinian kid and the Israeli kid could be business partners. They could have a economically mutual beneficial agreement one toward the other. And then the Palestinians would be like, look, I don't want any harm happening to my Israeli neighbor because you know what? The hell with the past. Yeah, the past is the past, but let's look at the future. I don't want anything happening to him because if anything happens to him, that affects my profits. And I can't put food on the table for my kids. And the Israeli Jews say, look, I don't want anything happening to my Palestinian brother because anything happens to him, that affects my profits and my family and putting food on the table. That's how you that's how you do it. Where the destruction of one person is the economic ruination of the other person. Then you don't have wars. And that system is a system that's being built right now and it's being fought against, folks. You listen to what I'm saying. That system is being fought against. But that system, by the grace of God, though it be not Perfect is winning. It's winning. And the nation that you and I live in is the biggest impediment and threat and cause of global disruption and chaos on planet Earth. It is the biggest threat to peace in the world is the nation that you and I live in. There's a difference between America that we love, that we grew up in, that we read about in the history books. So the difference between the America, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, and exceptional stand how it exists today. In order for America to live, exceptional stand must die. Siege. I think you nailed it. Nailed it, V. Um, just, you know, another, another hot spot for us to continue uh, to monitor. Uh, another one that was kind of a rare event, uh, which... I'm, you know, questioning, yep. uh, especially when we look at the rhetoric that's, uh, you know, that's happening in the Ukraine with with uh, NATO and and Russia. 
the hack job i was at the 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 dark hats or whatever whatever they came they may came up with for the hackers uh but now v we have in in uh russia a rare event where a, a shooting occurred there um so again is it is it isolated is it um targeted who 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 knows what havoc is is happening there but again these are just you know, we, we question everything as it relates to the timing of events un, unfolding and, you know, questioning everything that, that transpires. So will there be more of these um, uh, situations that happen in, in Russia? Will you know, just obviously just time will tell me. It's very large. I mean, it's very odd. Excuse me. It's very odd and very weird that something like this would happen. I don't know what uh, what or if it has a larger connection to some of uh, the other things that are happening, but this is odd. This is not uh, something that you have a disgruntled, mentally ill college student um, go ahead and do this. Very weird. Very, very weird. You know, I mean, this guy's writings on, on his Twitter profile, I mean, his Telegram profile was that, he likens himself to a god and that life was a mistake and blah, blah, blah. Insanity. Well, the death we'll, we'll cult. The death cult. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, I'd like to know what kind of psychotropics this kid is on. Most likely he was. Was there some maybe some some uh, intel agency uh, stuff behind there? Yeah, probably. Probably. There you go. The shooter was on SSRI drugs. Yeah, there you go. You know what I'm saying? So it could be. It could it could very it, it could be an intel act. It could be a false flag. It yeah. could be. Yeah. Uh, and then just you know turning uh, domestically, V, and this is something that's being reported not only uh, you know here in the Midwest but from all over the place. And that's just the uh, massive amount of unfilled jobs uh, that that's occurring right now. And all of this is again a direct result of uh, Joe Biden's policy, and that's to basically print print trillions of dollars. You know, allow unemployment benefits to uh, continue despite those that are looking for not the requirement for, for eligibility of going out and actually, you know, finding a job, which have, has been waived. Now we have several states that are actually removing the federal uh, guidelines for unemployment and, and requiring the, 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 employed, the unemployed to find uh, work. Uh, the challenge V is that, that people are understanding is that in the event that this happens and people are going back to those jobs, People are seeing the inflation. People are understanding that, you know what, you're going to pay me 10 bucks an hour and gas is, is how much and and food is how much. I mean, all this is is indicators the, of, a, of a major shift that's occurring. And I haven't read the whole thing yet, but, you know, we follow his work quite a bit. And that's uh, John uh, Rubino over over at, uh, I guess this was on USA Watchdog. I think he has his own spot. I can't, is it the Economic Collapse blog that he runs? I can't, I can't remember. No, that's Michael it. Snyder. That's right. But basically just detailing is that, look, you know what? This is becoming a nightmare scenario here uh, that's occurring here in the U.S. as, you know, people are starting to question more this, this uh, inflation that the Fed wants to roll off as, Hey, you know what? It's temporary. Um, it, it's 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 not going to really uh, change anything. But systematically, you know, people and even the mainstream media are starting to question. Say, wait a minute, why is that? Why are you saying that when we're seeing all these prices uh, escalate, uh, shrinkflation? With you know, you go to the store and you typically will buy a, a bag of chips for a, a two bucks, and now there's forty percent less in it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's happening everywhere, V. But again, just the the whole idea around. Uh, the government continued to print trillions of dollars 
and and these these thousands, if not millions, of jobs that are literally going unfilled. I, I saw comments posted the other day. I can't remember if it was Twitter or what social media platform that there were signs literally in restaurants that will be closing at five to nine because everybody went home. We don't have any any employees left. This is just a nightmare scenario that's being created. And and you know what? These businesses be they're gonna what are they gonna have to do? They're gonna have to start offering sign on bonuses. I've heard that in some situations they're offering interview bonuses. And if you even commit for an interview, they'll pay you 500 bucks. Yep. I mean, do you think that they're just going to pass those, those uh, uh, employment costs, you know, just say, Hey, you know what? It's, it's part of doing business. No, it's going to affect everything uh, from your traditional restaurant prices, from whether it's fast food or, or some of your upscale restaurants. This is, this is reality. This is where we have arrived. It's very alarming. Yeah, it's very alarming. And the American is about, I like what Vela said, inflation we will go, inflation we will go. Sing with me, CJ. Hi, ho, the merry There we go, inflation, inflation we, we will go. go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if for all the Q people out there who are happily to uh, listen to this, still waiting for the Cheyenne Mountain and uh, Trump to come back in. This time, CJ, in August. He's coming back in August. Well, V, well, V, I. <laughs> Are you holding I'm, your breath? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, but I'm. Gosh darn it! I, I, I just, I, I wish that we could, you know, to come to t- some type of, a, of, of, of terms of agreement that hey, you know what, it's, it's okay to, to listen to it or, or deem it entertainment purposes, you know, only. Um, in part, we make it entertaining as well. We try to be. It may not be to some people, uh, but, but valuing that in terms of entertainment value purposes only. Uh, versus the the reality of what's 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 happening. I was I was very excited. I uh, have a, a good friend who uh, lived in Illinois and and had been there for for several years, several several years. And uh, yesterday they posted uh, pictures of of the the new home that they purchased in in Florida that they're 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 vacating. Yeah. And so I think the message is getting out there that you know now's the time um, not if not it not to basically to assess things and say, Hey, you know what? It's, it's going to change it. You know, give it no matter what, you know, we're always talking about the time period, right. In terms of estimating what time it's not necessarily based upon times. It's based upon the events that are, that are unfolding. And if we, even if we look at the yield of of, of the the results that are taking place uh, within the federal government right now, and and, in terms of the, the, the GOP, I don't, I don't think that there's any saving. I mean, all I hear about is the, the party's in turmoil and, they're going to get um, uh, Liz Cheney, you know, off of her com- her committee. That absolutely means nothing mm, at all. Um, so, so all these things that are people are looking for, you know, some type of political uh, s- solution, and and thinking that you know what that you know the military is still in charge, and and they're there with the, with Trump, and they're waiting to backfill this vacuum, and all these things take place. I mean, you can. I mean, there's not. If you still want to listen to it, go ahead. I mean, but but assess what it is, and and if you are. In one of these hot spots, some of these these danger zones that we've talked about, make sure that you have a, a a backup plan. Don't don't get fixated on just one resolve to to what's coming at us. And you know, so that's the message I want to convey. V is you know, as Gus talks about, you know, every time that he's on is about you know what he has done to safeguard his livelihood and assessing things and making the determination to get the hell out. Um, hopefully people are, are are listening and and planning for those things and and working within your your community, you know, community garden, uh, assessing things as for in terms of food supply, making sure that you're supporting local small farmers, going to those farmer markets that are literally 
in every community and, and buying your produce there and supporting those small growers that will be essential for us uh, in, in this particular time that we hedge against this uh, potential hyperinflation V. Yep, absolutely, man. 1,000%. Switching gears real quick, there is a real Q thing happening. Let me send you the link, Siege. All right. the link. You want to you want to see some real Q shit? Here we go. All right, all right. This this is the real deal. This is this is what Americans were hoping for, but they never got because because the leaders and the military here are a bunch of bitches. Talking about the leadership. There you go. Civil War brewing in France. You know it. French military launches another salvo at Macron, dude, with another open lead. This is huge, bro. It is massive. This it is, is huge. massive. They're not fucking around, man. This is real. Check this out. A group of active French military personnel, a lot of generals, have published a new open letter to the country's president, Emmanuel Macron, warning him of a civil war brewing in the country after the concessions he's made to Islamism. The letter published by, in the conservative magazine late Sunday strikes at a similar tone to the message published by the same outlet last month. Unlike the previous one, which was signed by 25 retired generals and active-duty soldiers, the new letter is anonymous and open for signing by the general public. As of noon on Monday, it had attracted over 100,000 signatures. The authors of the letter have described themselves as active-duty French soldiers belonging to the younger generation of the military that saw actual combat over the past years. We are what the newspapers have called the fire generation. Men and women, active soldiers, all of all armies and of all ranks and of all opinions. We all love our country. These are our only claims to fame. And while we cannot, by law, express ourselves with our face uncovered, it is usually, I'm sorry, it is equally impossible for us to stay silent, the letter reads. This is huge. Another massive warning to the French. That's Q-level stuff, folks. The letter accuses President Emmanuel Macron of making concessions to Islamism. In other words, becoming a globalist lackey, being a, being a lackey like, like um, Angela Merkel, right? Because the French are getting tired of the cultural enrichment, and God, I hope they get... I always wanted to visit Paris, Siege. I always did. And I, I, I mm. hope they clean it up, because mm. it's a disgusting pustule right now. Disgusting. Filled with graffiti and freaking savages all over the place. It's nuts. Concessions to Islamism on French soil, while the country's military has been sp- Spilling its blood to fight against it in Afghanistan, Mali, and the Central African Republic or elsewhere. The authors have also indicated that at least some of them have taken part in the domestic operation Sentinel, launched after the devastating 2015 Charlie Hebdo terrorist attack, and witnessed certain ethno-religious communities in France completely detached from the rest of the country. Folks, I said it, I said it before, and I'll keep saying it over and over and over and over again. Immigration without assimilation is invasion. Sing with me. Immigration without assimilation is invasion. <laughs> Think about it. So the French are ha- they they're, they're done with the vibrant cultural exchange. 
They're done with having their women raped. They're done with having their nightclub shot up. They're done with the bombings. They're done with the killings. They're done with all the shit. And what kind of shit is it? The Wahhabi Islamic shit. Which is what? A direct result is a British intel and Saudi Arabian creation. Along with Americans. <laughs> the Americans. Exceptional stand loves Wahhabism. Exceptional stand wants the entire Middle East to turn into the virulent Wahhabi sect of Islam. They love it. Because to be a Wahhabi, to be a Salafist, you need not a brain. They love that stuff. The authors of the letter have also voiced strong support towards the signees of the first one and harshly criticized the government's response to it to encourage the army's senior officers to take a stand and to expose themselves before angrily sanctioning them as soon as they write anything other than the battle reports. One must be quite perverse, the letter reads. Cowardice, deceit, perversion, this is not a vision of hierarchy. On the contrary, the army is par excellence. A par excellence. The place where we speak the truth because we commit our lives. Look at that, man. That's powerful right there. Cowardice, deceit, and perversion. This is not our vision of hierarchy. In response to Macron. On the contrary, the army is par excellence. The place where we speak the truth because we commit our lives. That is beautiful. Don't you wish our military could do something similar? Don't you wish 25 American generals had the balls to write a letter to the administration and be like, hey, 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 asshole. Hey, asshole. Knock it off. We don't like what you're doing. You and that camel hoe bitch. We don't like it. Calm it down. You're creating rhetoric. You're fomenting a civil war. Knock it off. And then thousands of our unlisted men and women be like, hey, assholes the entire death cult in D.C. and tell them to go knock it off. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Do you think that will ever happen? I don't think so. I don't I think so. It. But don't worry, Cheyenne Mountain's locked down and uh, you know, Trump's going to return. I don't want Trump to return. He better not run in 2024. I don't want him to. It's a waste of time and it's a distraction. I've never said, I've never met a guy who lost his complete, what's the word I'm, I, like, how can you be a New Yorker and lose your killer instinct, bro? As a New Yorker, that's what, you know, anybody who's done business with New Yorkers, if you're in a deal negotiating, we, you know, especially in the, in the sales world, you're in the, the business world or something like that, we are sharks. We're killers. We come off as rude and this, that, and the other, but we're actually nice. We just don't have time to waste. We're just in a rush all the time. But this guy had... 90 million followers. And he doesn't create his own political party? He doesn't create an America First party? Are you shitting me? Are you kidding me? You didn't come in there and purge everybody that, that, that was leftovers, holdovers from the Obama administration? You didn't, you didn't get rid of all of them? You didn't make any political moves to kill the spiders and not just clean some of the cobwebs? You didn't make the move to pardon Snowden and Assange? but you pardon rappers who hate you. Yeah, you had some economic victories, but you want to know something? There was so much bubble in the, in, in the stock market 
Look, man, presidents have zero effect on stock markets. I'm sorry. You know who has the real effect on stock market? The Federal Reserve. So you can't say, oh, look, the the, the stock market is, uh, you know, 20000 when I came in. Now it's 29000 Look at that. It's amazing. Well, the stock market's at 35000 Should we congratulate Biden? No. Presidents have nothing to do with the stock market. Presidents have nothing to do with... With, with 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 the rigging of the banking uh, numbers and loans and this, that, and the other. It has nothing to do with that. But thank you for cutting the regulations and stimulating some business growth. It was great. Wish you could have done it in the second term. But you had four years where you sat on your ass and you knew these assholes were going to cheat. You had four years to do something about it. You had four years of the levels of levers of control, and you did nothing. You were outplayed, outgunned, outmaneuvered. And now you want to run again? I don't think so, buddy. Because right now... The deep state, which is both the Republicans and the Democrats, two parties, one deep state, they don't even need voters anymore. They can engineer all the voters they want. And that's where we're at. Meanwhile, real Q activities happening in all places, CJ. France. Mm. Viva la France. I hope they get their act together. If they do that and they leave the EDU, sign me up, CJ. I am moving to Paris. <laughs> My plans of moving... To uh, my plans of moving to Krasnodar, Russia has been changed. I will no longer move to Krasnodar. I will move to Paris. Wow, wow. Oui, oui. And with that, we have uh, C'est fini. We're at the end of the show. Thank you all for listening in. Siege, any last words? Oh, we had a super chat asking about uh, Michael Flynn um, and, you know, you know what uh, his role is moving forward. And, you know, I, I've, you know, again, I, I, I nowhere. Well, you know, the, the work that he did, I think, was was uh, you know very important, especially He'll die after of a he, heart attack before he even gets to run. Well, and and the thing or is, a nail gun. Yeah, and the thing is, I think he was really you know pushing for for some uh, you know major change, you know, similar to what is happening in in France. Uh, the problem became systematically, you know, time and time again, you'd have all these reports of of these meetings, right. At the, at the white house, uh, with, with, with Trump. And there was really never any type of, of, of execution, at least I believe of what was being asked to be done. So I was, I wasn't behind closed doors in those meetings to assess what Flynn was specifically asking, uh, you know, Trump to do. Uh, but we, we heard it time and time again, and I've, I've covered this before in one of our, of our broadcast it, you know, we heard the same story every time was that these people would have these meetings with them and, and then his uh, Trump's attorneys would come in and they would move them to a separate room and Trump would go on. They're like, well, I thought he was going to come back in here. And, and you know, it was, it's almost like the attorneys were running interference, you know, for yeah. him when he got kind of tired of of these meetings. And, and I think it, I think it's fair to assess if you look how crazy the world is right now in terms of everything that's happening. You know, two or three years ago, V, we remember when we had like it was a record year of, of CEOs retiring. Remember that when I were like major corporations were losing their executive level like time and time again. It's because they were seeing the economic and the financial situation unravel. They were seeing what, the writings mean, on the You mean they're not all getting caught up in a child pedophile sex trafficking no, and not, uh, drinking of blood and eating brains? You know, maybe maybe some of them, but not not all no, of them. Exactly. I, the, they were all I, part of seal indictments and all that. I, I just no, exactly. like I said, and and you know, who would who would want to be in charge through this this collapse, right? I mean Maybe maybe Trump was tired. Maybe he was like tired of the attacks on himself, his 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 family, his livelihood, 
maybe he he's like, you know what? I'm 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 done. I I, I tried. It's just the, the swamp is 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 too big. It's too deep. Um, but I think it would again be I think it was very fair. And what you said was that he had a monumental opportunity time when he uh, spoke at CPAC and he, you know, doubled down to say, hey, look, I'm not I'm not going to do anything different in terms of my support for the GOP. I, I believe in the GOP. And and when you when you take a look at the majority of the people that that really failed to, to support him and his, his actions, I think that was a, a point to me where I said, OK, enough is enough. You know, it, it's. You know, he's he's missing a lot of opportunity again, making mistakes where he had this, you know, this monumental opportunity of of millions of people who would have actively been happy to dump the GOP and really, you know, attempt to form a, yep. a, a third party uh, to go in and to really disrupt uh, that political the class. And he and never he never hurt the establishment. He never really hurt them. Give him little little slaps on the wrist, but he never hurt them. He surrounded himself. He hired the establishment in his own cabinet. He never. I mean, dude, the 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 lack of instinct here, the 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 the, the amateurness, the inexperience was just incredible. It's incredible. Now, if he runs, I'm not voting for him. Yeah, me neither. And that's all I have, V. But thanks for the super chat. I, I lost the tracking on it, whoever did that. But hopefully we answered that appropriately. That's all I have. What was the super chat question again? It was in. Re- <laughs> there, there it is. What's your take on Jennifer Flynn and McNary? Um, uh, well, I think uh, uh, McNerney got played. I, I, I think the whole Q-op was designed to not only inculcate a lot of the uh, – uh, people that are, you know, laymen on 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 the political spectrum, but also the um, people that are former intel, former military guys, because the jargon was so um, correctly structured and formulated. So when the lingo was out, the guys who were working in these departments, who have backgrounds in military or intelligence, immediately connected with that jargon because that 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 spook talk, you know, that's like. Real talk, and uh, and I think from that, uh, they were able to create their own echo chambers, and then they literally hyped each other up, and they fed each other their own their own bullshit. None of it was really verified. None of it was factual, and we got we went on a fantasy ride, man. It was like a bunch of kids playing Dungeons and Dragons, bro. That's all yeah. it is. It's yeah. like a bunch of kids back in the eighties playing Dungeons and Dragons. I have my Night Elf Warlock, level 12, with the disappearing spell. What does it mean? I don't know, but I think I could disappear. It's just the same thing, dude. It, 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 it was great. It was a wonderful fantasy, live-action role-playing at, at its finest. Anyway, we're at the end of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. Make sure you like, comment, share um, as we document this. and. <sighs> yeah, and by the uh, real quick, yesterday's Rogue News, Rogue Mornings, show that was a late show to begin with it's available at roguenews.com we did systematically remove that down uh, from youtube just due to some of the the content that was on that show the discussion Uh, this one will be fine uh, staying on on youtube so you'll be able to catch the replay there Uh, but we encourage you to go to roguenews.com bookmark subscribe that way you don't miss any of our shows and you stay in constant touch with our our uh, what we put out there so i appreciate everyone's support Yes, do you feel in charge?
Take it away, CJ. I will now return back to the League of Shadows.